Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest, another edition from Emerald Downs, pretty much focusing on Northwest thoroughbred racing. We venture out, of course, uh, when the time is right, and uh, pretty much going to stay in the Northwest this week, except for one of our guests. So. Joe Withy and Vince Brune here. Thanks for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. We've got a pretty good loyal following, and Vince, uh, good day to you. Um, no stakes this week. Uh, let's get that news in right off the top that no racing this coming Sunday. So uh, that was originally on the schedule. No racing this Sunday, June 27th. No racing at Emerald Downs. Uh, temperatures forecast to be right around 100 degrees in western Washington. So we're going to keep the horses and the humans uh, away from that safely. And uh, so, but we will be running Wednesday and Thursday night this week, June 23rd, June 24th. Uh, hi, Vince. Hi, Joe. Yeah, uh, 6 o'clock on Wednesday the 23rd, 6 o'clock Thursday the 24th. Eight race cards both nights as we go on to our sixth week of racing. And, I mean, I, I probably should refer to you in a new way from now on, Joe. I know you probably wouldn't mention it. You're a modest fella. But on Sunday, we had a 25-year anniversary celebration before the races. And that was capped by... None other than Joe Withy, Lifetime Achievement, Washington Racing Hall of Fame. The highest honor the state can bestow upon an individual in uh, thoroughbred racing. So, wow, Joe, that is awesome. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. It was a big surprise, and I could never trust you again because you knew about it for about a month, and I talk with you often, so <laughs> what the heck. But, uh, no, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we had our 25th birthday, a uh, little... Uh, anniversary celebration before the first race and and 25 year employees 25 year trainers were recognized all the emerald downs investors of course led by ron crockett and jack hodge and uh, many investors were here 
um, yeah, it was a nice little ceremony and a, a big surprise for me. Uh, you know, um, you and I are on a Hall of Fame committee, and you just went right over my head, didn't even consider me in the, the, the deal. But uh, I, you know, the, the horses and the trainers and the owners and the jockeys, they all have, you know, tremendous competition. And in my job, I don't really have any competition. So it just, it just feels, uh, it feels great. But uh, I just feel for some trainers that have been in the game so long, especially that, you know, and have had good horses, it just... Uh, They've got a lot of competition out there to deal with, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying, Joe, but this is, you know, for, what is it, going in 37 years, all 25 at Emerald Downs, you have uh, been one of the real faces uh, and ambassadors toward racing. You're respected by all the horsemen and all the fans. So, um, you know, I you're pretty modest, and I know, you, you know, being on the committee, you probably wouldn't have wanted it but uh it, it was kind of a no-brainer in in so many ways so uh richly deserved and it's wow i mean i you know has it really hit you yet well uh yeah a little bit it had you know i had a couple days off there to think about it and uh just uh you know just a really really high honor i mean the people there that i'm in with is just you know that's just doesn't seem to fit, but, uh, I've enjoyed it. I, you know, I think I've done a pretty good job. I, I've, uh, been available and, uh, you know, my handicapping certainly could have been better the last 25 years, but, uh, that's always uh, up and down, you know, uh, but, uh, in, uh, bringing the product out through various, uh, media outlets, you know, um, I think I put time in and, and represented the track decently. Other people have told me that, and I, I haven't been you know, given the hook or called into the office a lot for, you know, why'd you say that stupid thing or something? So, okay. Yeah. Well, I think Thanks. it's a cliche, but it has been a labor of love for you, right? Yeah, it has. Uh, uh, just a, it's really a good job. You know, I've told people that so many times over the years, you know, you got kind of the off season to work on projects. You've got your desk, you, uh, you're dealing with the public, but it's not like you're dealing with the public every second, you know, you can go out and, and, uh, mingle and, but then you've got your, uh, TV room to work at and your uh, your own desk area and uh, computer works involved. So it just has a, a wide variety. And of course, the season uh, generally takes up pretty close to half the year, counting the training. So uh, just been a really good job. And uh, uh, hey, thank you very much. So that, uh, yeah, that was a highlight for me on on uh, Sunday. We had three days of racing last week. We had some great performances as usual. And uh, make sure you go to emeralddowns.com, news and notes. Vince just, uh, again, does a fantastic job of uh, updating all statistical areas and uh, highlights from the free previous week and previews the new week. Uh, Vince, uh, uh, weekly honors from this week past. Yeah, and with four days of uh race uh, excuse me three days of racing and four stakes races it was yeah. tough to come up there was so many worthy uh people and horses but we we settled on julian Couton. he had six wins swept both stakes on tuesday night or excuse me on uh, thursday night mm -hmm. with uh, papa's golden boy and i'm a happy cat he's our jockey of the week trainer vince gibson tremendous work with papa's golden boy oh. uh winning the stakes race and uh three wins total for the week so he is our trainer of the week 
Fred and Cindy Decimo have quietly gone three for five at the meet, and they're doing a great job. Their trainer, Tim McKenna, is six for 11. So Fred and Cindy Decimo, great supporters of Emerald Downs and Thoroughbred Racing, our owners of the week, and our Washington Bread of the Week. Papa's Golden Boy's already won it, so we went with Ms. Lynn, and uh, Ron Bowman, who we'll have as a guest, is the owner and breeder of that horse. So Ms. Lynn, a great success story uh, by Lynchpin out of Point to Harbor is our Washington Bread of the Week. Okay, outstanding. Yeah, four stakes last week, two on Thursday, two on Sunday. Uh, I'm a happy cat. She took the Hastings. She won it two years ago, and boy, she blitzed him from that outside post again. Uh, as you mentioned, Julian Kutan aboard for Dan Markle. Uh, Ms. Lynn won the Seattle on Sunday, and uh, what a ride by Alex Cruz. What a horse. Uh, she got shuffled back after the 3 eighths pole. And yeah. She must have been close to 12 lengths out of it there, Vince. She actually dropped to last and passed them yeah. all in the yeah. you know final quarter mile. Just a great rail run. She's come up the rail twice now, and uh, Alex Cruz really is a great fit. Not on, on many horses, but also on Ms. Lynn. Superb ride there. Yes, and then top executive for the Mariansky's and the Schneiders, uh, trainer Blaine Wright and uh, Kevin Orozco aboard is uh, unfortunately Dutton scratched at the gate in that Auburn Stakes, and Dutton was a heavy favorite, of course, our horse of the meeting from last year. Uh, just was unruly in the paddock, a little unruly in the gate. He's a high-strung individual, and he apparently has come out of that okay, and uh, nothing to report negative as far as uh, his physical future there. Um, and top executive uh, took advantage of it, and he won his second Emerald Down Stakes victory. And then there was the one of the stakes on Thursday night. Let's uh, go to the stretch run, as called by Tom Harris. Papa's Golden Boy taking them to the final furlong. Baha, sir, reaching in with all he's got. But Papa's Golden Boy is absolutely full of run and goes on to win the Budweiser. Papa's golden boy was awesome on Thursday night at Emerald Downs. Uh, he's run faster first quarters. He went 22, almost 22 and one, and he can yeah. certainly go faster than that. But that just shows to his overall maturity and Kouton uh, uh, aboard, Vince Gibson training. Uh, you selected him to beat Baja Sur, who had never lost at this track four for four. And came in with some really good credentials from his stakes efforts in California. He beat Papa's, or excuse me, Papa's Golden Boy beat Baja on the square. Quite the race, Vince. Yeah, 107.71 the final time. I, I did a double take too when that 22.19 went up. And this horse around the turn, Joe, he's just ex as explosive as they come. He earned a 88 buyer, which is a career high for him. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Wind Ribbon was a late scratch in that one, and kind of, uh, I did notice he worked five furlongs on, uh, I believe, Sunday for Blaine Wright, so he se seems to have come out of that okay, and when he was a late scratch, that also probably helped Papa's Golden Boy, because he's pretty fast early, and Baja Sur did nothing wrong, Franklin Ceballos got him right in the race, but they had to know they were in trouble chasing uh, uh, Baja Sur. Yeah, Baja. Excuse sir, me, chasing Papa's golden boy. Baja cut into the gap a little bit at the end, um, and he is just an outstanding sprinter. Uh, but you know, my thoughts going in, Papa's golden boy came out last year was sensational, spectacular, speedy, and you know he almost took the Budweiser last year. Elliot Bay yeah. got him right at the end there. 
But, uh, and then at the end of the year, you know, he showed uh, speed at the beginning, but, you know, it just was he a stakes horse. But you talk to Vince Gibson now and owner Gary and Jeff Lusk and Deborah Lusk, uh, they just say how he is just yeah. puffed up. He's just a man from from last right. year to this year. And uh, we talked about that. His physicality. That we, we both noticed he was a striking presence on yes. the racetrack. He looked like a stakes horse. He, like you mentioned, he was filled out and he was on his toes there. Just looked sensational. He is a whole lot of horse. And uh, he went all the way. And uh, I think it was in the top 10 in Emerald Downs history for six furlongs, 107.71. Of course, the uh, track record Cabrage 106, I think 0.86. Yeah. And, and Attaboy Roy and Noosa Beach went 107. We've flat. had some fast ones. Yeah. Looking forward, I think it's July 11th is the next one uh, for the older horses. Okay. And uh, I'm sure Baja Sir would love to have another crack at Papa's Golden Boy. The next one at six and a half. Yeah. Uh, that will be uh, uh, anticipated. Whenever you get a super fast sprinter like that out there, and then you get Baja Sir as well. Boy, that's a great matchup. So, uh, four stakes last week, some exciting action on the track at Emerald Downs. And Joel picked I'm a Happy Cat. Yeah, I did have her. Uh, yes, uh, Daffodil Sweet just didn't break. Yeah, and I watched that a bunch of times. It didn't look like there was any real gate mishap. She no. just did not come out of there, and that's certainly not like her. Exactly. She is uh, known for fast starts. And uh, that made it so much easier for I'm a Happy Cat. I mean, she but, did. Yeah, yeah, she still looks sensational, I'm a Happy Cat. Joe, she is awfully, awfully fast, especially the first race off the bench here every year at Emerald Downs. She just runs sensationally. Yeah, that's three sprint stakes wins for her now in her career for Tim and Sue Spooner, trainer Dan Markle. And this time, Julian Kutana had a great Thursday night winning two $50,000 stakes. Got a good uh, jockey battle going on there between uh, Alex Cruz and Julian Couton, Vince, at the top. 23 for Cruz, 20 for Couton. They both uh, had stakes wins last week, and yeah, they're both riding wonderfully right now. Alex now up to, uh, what, 36 straight days with the winner here, 25 yeah. to end last year in the first 11 this year. By the way, last Wednesday night, he, right. he was getting shut out uh, going into the race eight finale, and what a ride he put up on blowing by you there. He just said, he, I'm going to win this yeah, race. <laughs> he put her into the race yeah. right away and uh, said, boy, if, if she gets beat, it's not because she didn't have a chance. And he put her right into the race. She was a uh, nine to two third choice in that race. And she just, uh, well, you could say she kicked butt right up front, one by three. Yeah, great ride there. And she's one of, blowing by you, one of eight horses now with two wins okay. at the meet. Papa's Golden Boy and yeah. Liz Lynn, the stakes winners, are two of the eight. There you go. In fact, they're number two and three in Washington earnings for the year. Washington Red Horses uh, behind Harvard Memories, who is way out in front with those uh, two outstanding wins at Santa Anita. And... Uh, Papa's Golden Boy second, Ms. Lynn third now among Washington Breads. Okay, uh, we uh, just want to also say that we're going to be racing on July 3rd, Saturday. That's going to start our Saturday action. We're going to be racing on Saturday nights here at Emerald Downs starting on July 3rd. And of course, July 3rd, we're going to have the fireworks show after the races. First race, 6 o'clock on July 3rd. So, so this week, we're running just uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. Next week, we'll be running Wednesday, Thursday at 6 p.m. And then Saturday at 6 p.m., Saturday, July 3rd. And then after that, Vince, we're going to the uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. That's right. We'll go 6 o'clock Thursday, 6.30 Saturday, 2.30 Sunday, okay. pretty much uh, the rest of the way. Uh, 
Okay, hey, we're going to catch up with Michael Hammersley in just a moment here on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and we're going to welcome on a good friend of Northwest Racing and the Daily Racing Form Outstanding Handicapper and Columnist, Michael Hammersley, joins us on Horse Racing Northwest. Michael, good day to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Very Hi, good. Mike. And great to have you on. Michael, of course, joined us so many times in the Win Play show on KJR over the years. And things have been a little different scheduling, but uh, you're still pretty much uh, picking winners in the DRF, Michael. Uh, your job changed at all the last couple of years? Not really. I mean, obviously, last year, uh, you know, there were obviously everybody had different changes and issues to go through. But in terms of what I'm actually doing, no, not really. Good. And racing, as I'm sure you saw, you know, I've had other friends ask me, how does horse racing do? Horse racing, I think, was one of the few industries that actually did pretty well because they figured out how to do. You know, how to, to to run meets because you could do it outside. You could have separation. Um, they got all this TV exposure when the big sports were down. So in some respects, you know, horse racing actually I think did fairly well, all things considered. Hey, add us to that uh, list right there. Yeah, we had, you know, unfortunately we didn't have the jobs to offer because uh, we couldn't have fans. So we had a, a low payroll and then our handle was quite a bit higher than projected because we ran on Wednesday and Thursday nights away from the big tracks. We had a couple of extensions to our meet. We had a purse increase at the end, and uh, we actually had room to rent out our parking lot a little bit to some uh, uh, local businesses. So, yeah, we <laughs> uh, it's really funny. And we had a shorter meet, of course, just because we started mm -hmm. later. But uh, we, we were on that list, and we're... We're trying to make it work as things are getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And again, everybody was flying by the seat of their pants. So, yeah. you know, this was obviously unprecedented. It's not like you could say, well, five years ago we did this when this happened. No, everybody was, it was all on the come. That's so, right. um, again, I think the television exposure helped a lot, that it gave people something to look at when there was none of the, the major sports down. Um, and, of course, now it's really nice. You know, when we saw the Belmont a few weeks ago, you know, the seat, lots of fans out there. It was, it was, that was tremendous. So. Yes, indeed. And we finally had a really good crowd at Emerald Downs on Father's Day, which has been a really good tradition here at our track. And uh, it happened again this past Sunday, our 25th birthday. Uh, Michael Hammersley, uh, we'd like to get his opinion on handicapping and uh, related topics. And uh, Santa Anita, their long meet's over, but Los Al's starting up. And we know they have that big, long sweeping turn for the thoroughbreds and the long stretch. Uh 
you know, and, and you've been doing it so long and so successful. I'm sure there's just uh, some things that are just built into you. You don't really have to think about them when you go from track to track, but can you, can you verbalize a, a one or two things about low Sal that just might hit you when you handicap on that dirt course? You with us, Michael? Uh, whenever, every once in a while, if they give me an odd track to do, like let's say for the sake of argument, uh, they want me to do selections at Lone Star. All of a sudden, I have to really pay attention because that's not my, I don't know that track very mm. well. Um, but I said, there's things that are little telling me I just take for granted. Um, the other thing to get people that aren't familiar with it is if you see in the past performances, LA and LRC, it's the same basic track. Mm-hmm. It's the same footing except for about three furlongs more of a far turn on, on the LRC, the thoroughbred. Uh, but it's the same footing. Uh, the LA is, you know, the quarter horses, it's a 5 8 track. They extended it to the far turn. So the, the extra three furlongs are made up of extra backstretch, the far turn, and entry to stretch. Um, so it's def- definitely a tight configuration. I think one of the things you have to look out there is horses that have run there before. Um, you know, if you have a big lumbering horse, odds are he's probably not going to fare that well mm. on those tight turns. Um, and of course, even looking at the the quarter horses that run well at Los out just LA, now that piece that shows they handle the footing and they handle the turn. Because the turn for the 5 8 LA is the, basically the same dimensions as the turn of the mile track. Okay. Uh, the mile track will turn, is just a little, it's just wider. Um, but it's basically the same angle because obviously you can't make, the track is not shaped like, for instance, Mountaineer, which is like almost like an egg. Uh, so it, I, think, I think handling that track, having run well there before, I think is absolutely crucial. And I think for the meet also, the right. If you see Flavian Pratt on a horse, or Rispoli, or Tyler Bays, don't they're not riding the whole meet. They're there for a specific horse. So I think that's really critical. So, you know, again, if Pratt shows up for somebody, um, I mean, you definitely take a second look. If Rispoli shows up for somebody, oh, why? Well, he's not coming down here for the camaraderie. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I think the jocks, the jocks that show up on certain horses is, is really a key thing to Los Alamitos as well. Hey, Michael, Vince here. Yeah, uh, after Los Alamitos race course finishes their thoroughbred meet, I think they go a couple weeks, then it's Del Mar time. And we all know Santa Anita struggled a little with their horse population towards the latter part of the meet. But I understand Del Mar is looking pretty strong. They're shipping win. They've even upped that game a little bit this year. So it sounds like they're in store for a pretty good meet, and they're allowing uh, full attendance on track, I believe, too. Yeah, I think they're also they're set for full attendance. And I, I think it's one of these things that shows, too, that these breaks, I know the tracks don't like to do them or don't want it because, oh, we're missing out on business for that two weeks. But I think it's the old thing, you know, you throw out a nickel and it comes back pressed up as a dime. Um, you get these extra weeks, so you're going to get everybody's raring to go. Or, uh, it's Del Mar. People want to run at Del Mar anyway, so they have a built-in advantage. So I think these two-week gaps or a week-and-a-half gaps or whatever he needs, I think that that works out great. I think in the long run, that works out better. Santa Anita's always going to have a problem um, just because the meet is so long. You know, having take over the Hollywood dates, um, you know, they're, they're trying to keep that track and that turf course going for six months, basically. Yeah. And that's incredibly difficult. Um, so they're always going to have an issue at the end of the meet, particularly with the turf horses. Um, but again, I think these these little breaks you can get, and of course, like you said, the ship and win uh, program. You know, <clears throat> the Del Mar's going to be a boon, and uh, and of course, this is the after nobody being able to do stuff last summer. I think they have extra vacationers down there. I'd be hard pressed to believe that it's not going to be just a huge meet at Del Mar this year. 
That sounds good. I like to hear that right there. Uh, racing building back up. And on that topic, I, I think you're looking forward to Del Mar then with the better meat. Um, you know, there's a heck of a lot to pay attention to in the winter, in the spring. What about the summer? Is uh, What are you looking forward to this summer other than Del Mar, Michael? Just, uh, um, well, um, you know, I, I think you know, obviously you have the three-year-olds or the glamour. The glamour group. I, I'm really, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully like the Travers. If we can get a situation where we can get essential quality and Hot Rod Charlie and Ron Bauer uh, and maybe Amanda Loon and maybe Medina Spirit or or whoever, all the, the big boys to show for the Travers, I think that'd be tremendous. Yeah. Because um, the, the show they put on, you know, in spite of the controversy, the Triple Crown races I thought were, were really good, really exciting. Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be. And of course, the other thing I think I look forward to in the summer is, you know, the, the really the turf racing kicking in a high gear, you know, you know the, the Diana, the Soar Dancer, the the Beverly D, the, the well, it's going to be the Mister D this year, the Arlington Million, um, you know, the big mile races. I think when you get to see the full, you know, all the Chad Browns, all the Pletchers, all the Bill Motts, all the Brad Coxes, you know, coming out of the woodwork for for the summer races. So yeah, that's that's where we get kicked in a high gear, and um, yeah, it, it should be again, it should be a great summer. So many people got cut off last year. Yes, and uh, this is the time of year right about now when uh, I think more tracks are in operation than at any time of the year, the late spring, early summer. So just a lot of product out there. Los Al starting fairly soon. And, uh, you know, working for the DRF, uh, uh, your paper has uh, added quite a bit uh, the last 20 years to the past performances and what's uh, available for handicappers to use and to upgrade their their approaches, uh, what are what are a couple of things that you, that you like to use there that uh, that's maybe relatively new with the DRF? You know, the, the only thing I, I unfortunately the only thing I don't like about all this stuff that they've added is those of us who years ago used to have, keep our own particular stats. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has them. Um, you know, the, the the jockey stats, the the the, the training stats, the different the speed figures. Um, you know, in the old, old days before you had access to all the replays, you know, if, if you could get replays and you took your own trip notes, you had the edge. Well, now that's data everybody has. So in some respects, it's made it, I think, a little more difficult. But um, that said, obviously, it's, it's still good. Well, to me, the one of the most important things is, is any of the trainer stats. You know, okay. they're like us. I mean, they, they do the same things really well and the same things poorly. They make mistakes, too. And then also figuring out patterns. Like, for instance, if you're dealing with first-timers, um, you know, if you go back and look at the stats of like Charlie Whittingham, Charlie Whittingham did terrible at first time starters. Nick Mandela's never been that good at first time starters. But it wasn't because they were bad trainers, it was because they had a plan. This was you know, for Charlie it was usually it was basically a glamorized workout. Um, get my horse, you know, for, I think Fernand lost his like first four races, you know, got you know, education, get him up to the trip that they want, and then, you know, then they hit on all cylinders. Um so I think if you could figure out certain patterns, then of course then there's other guys like Wesley War. Um, you know, Peter Miller, you know, like, has like 35% first time out from, you know, they are locked and loaded. So I think it's the, obviously the trainer stats, like, they give you a huge head start with some of your handicapping. Um, I don't remember what the, the stat, exact stat is, but it's something like, um, like 90% of the races are won by 10% of the trainers. Oh. Um, you know, they get, obviously they get the best horses, they get the fall base, they have access to all this stuff. It's not, it's not, they're any, they're necessarily better than the other, the other trainers, it's just that they have all the edge. So I think if you start with yourself there, from a handicapping standpoint, you can maybe not necessarily eliminate other horses, but 
gives you a chance or the idea about maybe giving more impetus to said trainer as opposed to, you know, somebody that just hasn't had as much success. Yep. Good. Great info in the DRF past performances, uh, right under at the, near the bottom there, the trainer stats. And of course, uh, the trainer stats put up apply to that horse that day, the particular distance or the condition, second off a layoff, whatever. And, uh, you can also get Michael's selections each day in the daily racing form for Emerald Downs. And on top of that, why don't you, uh, just give us a little inkling toward a horse on uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week at Emerald Downs. Well, the only thing I was going back and looking at it, I picked a really chalky card on Wednesday, uh, today. Um, I went back and no, but just for some reason, everybody I looked at just um, yeah, nope, short price. That short, happens. But, you know, you need, you need singles. You need horses you can key in tries and things like that. Um, you know, as far as Wednesday goes, right off the bat, I would like Officer Orr in the first. Um, Officer Orr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I just love the way he won last time. It looks like he might simply be a better horse up your way than he is down my way, because he ran at your paradise uh, this winter or spring. And I mean, he did break his maiden, but he didn't. You know, he didn't look like the same horse that you guys saw a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I think that would, you know, that be a horse I would look at to start of the day. Um, you know, a little later on the card, I'll be find a, a, a here. Officer Orr has a win and a second in two starts at Emerald Downs. And, of course, as Michael said, especially impressive in his most recent, June 9th, winning by mm-hmm. nearly five lengths. Yeah, and I think, you know, of course, called Gold Rose mm-hmm. in the third. I know it's, it's main race, and, again, she's going to be a short price, but um, just looks like she's heading the right way. They probably bit off a bit too much with the 12,500 debut, but, you know, she moved to this level last time and ran very well in you know, she wasn't going to beat in the wind, but she finished almost six points to a third. So that's, you know, I always like that separation um, from a runner-up to the rest of the field. I always think that's a really good sign. Yeah. Um, so, again, I mean, you're not going to make, you're not going to get rich off those guys, but, you know, for the multi, multi-race wagers or things like that, those they might be able to help you out. Very good. Michael, uh, did you have anything for Thursday? Actually, yeah. Excuse me. I did have one horse I was interested in. Again, in the opener, Abra Jabra. Um, who just romped over you know twenty five hundred claimers there, um, takes a huge step up in price. Now this is one of those moves I really like for a couple of reasons. One is, um, you know, first they claimed for twenty five hundred, they're jumping up to twelve five. To me, that speaks of a ton of optimism that they feel they feel really good about what they got. They're, they're telling people that if you want to claim her back, the price of poker just went up a lot. Hmm. You're going to have to pay spend a lot of money to get take her. Um, now, the downside is it means the, uh, the nature of such a move means you're going to be facing tougher foes. But also the other side of it is you're going to get a better price. She was one to two last time. With this type of class hike, in spite of that big win, I'm imagining, you know, four to one, maybe something like that. I mean, she's not going to be six to five. No. Uh, so, again, I always like that class. Obviously, it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes they just get overmatched. Um, but again, it's, they don't, don't line, they don't give anything away out there. We just, you know, the, the general tendency for players is the droppers get bet like crazy. Well, a lot of times they're dropping for a reason. Guys are trying to get rid of them. Um, and the class hikers, I don't think, get bet nearly as much. Um, but again, I always I always like this class move where the work. Well, um, I look for those. She's got a great record at this track. She just won by seven lengths, uh, pretty much slumming. Horse she beat came back to win. Uh, so Abra Jabra in the first race on Thursday. Uh, to uh, upset a couple of uh, horses coming off wins toward the outside, Mean Sharon and Judicial Abra Jabra coming off a win as well. 
Michael, so good to talk to you and uh, those uh, things to keep in mind as far as handicapping and what's going on this year. So uh, thanks a lot to, uh, for joining you us. Guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Michael Hammersley joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. And uh, so we're going to have Ron Bowman on, the breeder and owner of Ms. Lynn. She'll be on in a moment. Um, we could uh, remind people that we have a $64,000 carryover in our jackpot pick six wager, Vince. Uh, that's races, what, uh, three through eight Three through tonight. eight tonight and tomorrow. And one other thing, we mentioned the Delmar ship and win. Did we talk about our new in-the-money bonus here at Emerald Downs? No, we have not. Okay, so I will do that now. Yeah, and that, last week we announced that uh, any horse that uh, finished first, second, or third in any race at any out-of-state track in April, May, or June. That's first, second, or third in any race at an out-of-state track in April, May, or June that comes to Emerald Downs as, and finishes first, second, or third in any claiming race in July or August gets a $1,000 bonus. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so uh, with uh, some meets ending and others beginning, um, you know, hey, Golden Gate ended a couple weeks ago. Grants Pass has uh, how many more weeks to go? They go through July 6th, July I believe. 6th, yeah, okay. a couple more. And uh, Santa Anita just ended. Who knows? Uh, that might apply nicely to a few new horses to Emerald Downs as uh, we're going to go three days a week here starting next week. Uh, Vince Brune, uh, shoot, you know all those tracks in Southern Cal. You were uh, media relations director at Santa Anita. You also worked for the Daily Racing Forum down there, but you also uh, moonlighted a little bit. I forget the name of that job, but uh, it took you to Low Sal. I mean, you've worked at Del Mar yeah. and Hollywood and uh, all for those. For a couple of years, yeah, I I had a second job at night calling charts at Low Sal. Yeah. So that made for some long days, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I am familiar with all the tracks down there. So You uh, are, yeah. Hollywood Park has uh, been gone a few years since now. Since 2013, can wow. you believe that? Jeez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, we mentioned it. Delmar coming up, that was always one of the highlights of the racing calendar. The scene shifting down there to where the turf meets the surf and the good weather and the good racing and all that. It was a fun atmosphere. And line up a place to live with. Uh, yeah, now believe me, that was not cheap down there. <laughs> that's that's some high-class real estate around Del Mar, California. Yeah, so Del Mar starting real soon. Um, hey, we've got a couple of tidbits, uh, maybe back and forth here. Um, I'll start it off with uh, Leslie Mowing and Mike Allen are the only two jockeys that won at Emerald Downs on June 20th, 1996, that are still active. Leslie Mowing, of course, made a good, strong appearance here last fall and has been a leading rider at Emerald Downs. But uh, he was he was a winner. He won aboard Esprit de Bogan on our opening day. And Mike Allen also was a winner on our first ever opening day. And he's still riding. He, he does the uh, Tampa circuit, and I think he might be at Mount Rainier right now. So... Uh, you're up. Okay, yeah. Washington bred, we followed Bodenheimer. Runs tonight. That's Wednesday night in the $150,000 Mystic Lake Derby at Canterbury Park. That's a mile on turf, so it'll be about 6.40 p.m. our time. He's 8 to 1 on the morning line, Joe. Yeah, Bodenheimer uh, in a grander. So good luck there. Uh, Washington Horse of the Year from last year. Uh, son of Attaboy Roy. Trained by Val Lund, as Vince said. So, trainer Tim McKenna, he's the only guy that won on June 20th, 1996 and June 20th, 2021. 25 years later, he won with Cocktails Anyone back on our first opening day. And he also scored 
uh, the other day uh, early on with, uh, was it Shoto? Uh, for Shoto in the first race. Fred and yeah. Cindy Desimone. And Tim off to that great start. I think he's six for 11, isn't he? Something that like is that. correct. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was in here Monday doing a little paperwork and uh, had the TV on for some out of track, out of town racing. And turned out John Parker had a pretty cool day on Monday, Joe. Uh, within a 10-minute span, Loverboy Lou, a horse he just claimed, won an $18,000 pot at Parks. And then 10 minutes later, maybe even less than that, uh, 2017 Long Acres Mile Champ Gold Rush Dancer, he flew late and finished second in a $23,000 uh, five-furlong turf race at Delaware Park. So Gold Rush Dancer back on his game. That is great. I did not know that. That's great news for John, who's a multiple uh, leading owner here at Emerald Downs and off to a good start again this year. Gold Rush Dancer happens to have the highest or average earnings per start in Emerald Downs history of horses that have started five times or more. And he's winning both the Gottstein and the Long Acres Mile. So that is great news and uh, congratulations to John there. Jack Hodge, our vice president, who's been part of the Emerald Downs project from day one. Uh, he won a race on our first ever opening day with Heron's Flight. We recapped that event with a video presentation on this past Sunday. Heron's Flight still alive at age 30 up at Jack and Teresa's Oak Crest Farm up in Enumclaw. And she won on 6-20-96. And he also won a race on 6 20 2021 naval escort a big finish in the stretch to score for the oak crest farm this past sunday so congratulations to jack and Teresa hodge okay another person who's been around emerald downs pretty much in the start jennifer whitaker mm -hmm. number nine all time with 511 wins at emerald downs i think we had the wasserman purse on the last race on uh sunday uh celebrating the uh, great Washington bred Jennifer, the only woman rider to win the mile. She celebrates a birthday today, Wednesday. So congratulations to Jennifer. Happy birthday to Jennifer, winning at 20% this year, riding for Howard Belvoir. And yeah, the only woman to win the mile on uh, the track's all-time leading earner, Wasserman. Uh, trainers that won on June 20th, 1996 that are still active at Emerald Downs. Dan Markle took the second race with El Graciono. Jim Penny, K. Cooper, that tandem, took the third race with Riot Lucky. Tim McKenna took the sixth with Cocktails Anyone. And Larry and Sharon Ross took the ninth with Heron's Flight. And uh, still going strong, all of those barns. And uh, we mentioned Los Alamitos LRC. Los Alamitos Racecourse begins mm -hmm. their meet Friday. Well, we remember the Gottstein Futurity last year and the horse that looked like he maybe was going to win it, Coastal Kid, and uh, missed the finish, and Dutton remained unbeaten. Coastal Kid is in the uh, opening day allowance feature, running against older horses Friday at Los Alamitos Racecourse. Very good. And one more for me. Um, you probably are aware of this. I really didn't uh, pick up on it until Sue Van Dyke sent me an email uh, she goes, finally, we have a Washington Bread Stakes winner for 2021. Papa's Golden Boy was the first Washington Bread to win a stake this year, last Thursday. And then, of course, Ms. Ms. Lynn, Lynn. Uh, became the second on Sunday. So uh, I did not realize yeah, that. Yeah, I so. mean, it's, uh, you know, you look at the money list, you probably, if you thought a little bit, you could have noticed that, but I didn't. And and so we're, we're off and going with stakes winners for Washington Bread horses and and uh, maybe Bodenheimer will get one at Canterbury on Wednesday. Okay, we're going to take a short time out, come back with Ron Bullman. This is Horse Racing Northwest. 
The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest continues. Joe with the Vince Bruin. And just another reminder, no racing this Sunday, June 27th. No racing on Sunday. Temperatures forecast to be around 100 degrees in western Washington. So we're going to take a day off there. And um, next week we'll race Wednesday and Thursday night at 6. And then Saturday for the fireworks show. First race at 6 o'clock on Saturday, July 3rd. Fireworks show after the races. Get your tickets at emeralddowns.com. Hey, Vince, a local owner, uh, boy, he really enjoys the game. He, uh, You hear about all his uh, horses' trips after they run, uh, good or bad. Uh, he's into it, and uh, he had his best day as an owner at Emerald Downs last Sunday. Boy, did he ever, and I'm an esteemed company. Joe goes in the Washington Racing Hall of Fame, and uh, the gentleman we have on now owns and breeds Ms. Lynn the winner of the Seattle Stakes. Congratulations, Ron Bowman. Let's hear that stretch run of the Seattle. Coastal run digs in. The half and a breathtaking 44 and 10. And they're sent down for the drive. And Coastal run digs in for more. Frisco frills on the outside. Camden High with a rush. Here comes Miss Lynn at the rail. Miss Lynn at 17 to 1 takes the Seattle Stakes. Ms. Lynn with a tremendous performance. It was awesome coming up the rail. Uh, she was trying to run on the turn. She had no room in that big field. And Alex Cruz guided her to the inside, and she passed all nine of them in that last quarter mile, one going away by a length and a half. Ms. Lynn, a Washington bred by Lynchpin out of Point to Harbor, bred by Ron Bowman. And owned by Ron, trained by Roy Lum, Ron Bowman joining us here on Horse Racing Northwest. Congratulations, Ron. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you bet. And, uh, you know, you've had a few ups and downs in the game. But Ms. Lynn, uh, what would you think of her from the beginning last year as a two-year-old? She got several starts in, and, and she looked pretty competitive to us. Yeah, she did. I don't think she was quite ready yet. She was such a young horse, you know, born Kentucky Derby Day two years before, so she was a May baby. So I think she was just finding her stride at the end of the year. Yeah, that's good. Okay, we, I didn't notice that. She was born in May, so uh, she had a lot of good finishes last year as a two-year-old. She broke her maiden. You tried her in a stake. She actually was in the Gottstein, where she didn't have a perfect trip there. The race won by Dutton, but... Uh, Ron, um, now you were po part of the ownership on her mother, Point de Harbor, were you? Yes, I was. Well, that Harbor the Gold filly had a good three-year-old season. She won three straight races. And and uh, had you been uh, breeding horses uh, in the past at all? Well, just back in Midwest, I was breeding quarter horses, and that was about it. But um, no, this is the first um, one that I bred. Is that the first Washington horse you bred? Ms. Lynn. Yes, yes. Well, that yeah, is wow. a good start. And yeah, Ron's had a lot of different jobs, and uh, 
boy, uh, he's just really involved in the game. He is, and every morning when we check in at security there, Ron gives me an update. And you, Ron, you had been telling me, Ms. Lynn, well, we're not going to, we nominated the stakes, and then you said, no, we're not going to run because I don't think we can get the rider we want. Well, you ended up with Alex Cruz. How did that all come about? That I don't really know. All I know is um, Roy said there were like 13 horses nominated, and he didn't have a jockey. So I said, well, if I can't get a good jockey, I'm just not going to put anybody on it because I liked Alex and I said if we get Alex I'll put her back in next I know we had Alex you had Alex and he had just won on her in a high claiming race uh with a good off the pace run so boy he fits her great uh, tell us your thoughts as, as the race unfolded you know uh again Ms. Lynn has been knocking at the door a little bit um she's been closing well didn't seem like a brilliant winner uh, this was her first stake. You're taking a shot. You got the leading rider. When the, when the gates opened, uh, tell us your thoughts as the race unfolded. Well, it opened up. She was just right in the in the mix there, which I thought was great. And uh, like we always said with her, you got to kind of hold her back, but she's a closer. And then when they start coming around the final cor- corner there, I see she got in a little trouble, and I figured, oh, oh, and on. Next thing I know, he found a hole inside, and away she went. Away <laughs> she went. Vince, that was a heck of a run. She passed them all, and, and Ron, you, you got 27500 for that, but and she paid thirty seven eighty. by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. And you were you got twenty seven five, but you were kind of lamenting. You said, doggone it, there was such a big crowd on Sunday that I don't think you were able to get to the window. No, I didn't. <laughs> Well, you know, Ron's supposed to be working for us. You know, he's a security <laughs> guard. He's supposed to be out there working, not going to the windows. But no, that's uh, there is uh, opportunity to do that for sure throughout the day. You can bet early, and um, but when you're running for that much money, you know, I, I can see not betting. But it would have been also nice if you gave yourself a little bonus. But you got a mare now. Point to Harbor, the mother who's worth more than she used to be, and Ms. Lynn is certainly worth more. Boy, she's going to get a lot of eyes in the next stakes race because uh, that was uh, uh, just a really good run um, and uh, Point to Harbor has had uh, other foals has she? Yeah she's got a, well, a yearling that's going to be in the sale this year Okay, and she's she's from Abraj and she's really looks good. She looks just like Miss Lynn she's kind of tall and lengthy and just, just a perfect picture. The reserve so on her just she, went up. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Ron said. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great thing. Uh, and, yeah, again, Ron, Ron Bowman, Vince, just uh, he's into the game. He uh, he follows it and gets all the info from his trainer, Roy Lum. Congratulations to Roy as well. Roy, one of the real great guys yeah. around the racetrack. Yeah. And, Ron, you came out here from the Dakotas, and uh, sounds like you had a little bit of a horse background back there growing up, huh? Yeah, I was kind of from a rodeo family. We um, went to rodeos in the summertime every weekend and helped my relatives. They raced quarter horses. And I always said, when I was, from the time I was six years old, I'm going to get one one of these days and race it too. Well, that's... So I came out here I came out here in 68 and went to Long Acres and got hooked. <laughs> well, that is great. Uh, you are fully involved. Being a horse breeder is very commendable. Um, and uh, we always re- uh, root for the breeders to do well because they have a little extra expense that uh, uh, normal owners don't have. But Ms. Lynn's paying off for you uh, being her breeder. There's nice breeders awards uh, at the end of the year, uh, owning Washington breads that, that uh, win in this state. So you got that. You got a hot horse. You got a 
broodmare with some possibilities, uh, very good possibilities by Harbor the Gold. And um, uh, Ms. Lynn, boy, keep an eye on her. And Alex Cruz uh, certainly was going to be interested in riding her back. Uh, other horse interest for you this year? You also own Reno Roy, who was a good two-year-old a couple years ago. Yeah, she was, and then she got hurt. You know, he got hurt, and he was off a whole year. And then we brought him back, and he run, run a couple races last year, and he, he really improved. And this year he's been out twice and got two seconds. Oh, yeah, he's going well, going very well. And, and Sigrid's goal, right? Yeah, she's running today. He's, today being Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, she'll be in today. And Reno Roy, we scratch him for today. He'll be in tomorrow. Reno Roy, so you got more action this week from, from uh, Ron Bowman and uh, uh, you get a few uh, glad hands from your security uh, comrades down there in the office? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Art Anderson, the chief of security, he presented you with the trophy on Sunday. That was nice. And uh, now Ron's a great fan. He's committed as a breeder and an owner. And uh, hey, you already had a win also with the uh, Coastal Jazz this year for Steve Bullock, didn't you? Yeah, we sure did. Nice win yep, yep. with him and uh, your friends with Ron Hagen, I, I've heard. Yeah, we got three two-year-olds with uh, Bullock, too, over in his barn. Well, too. okay, there's some more action coming <laughs> from Ron Bullman. Ron, uh, it was really great to see you win, and uh, Ms. Lynn, is, uh, Ms. Lynn's been a good filly last year and this year. Now she's a stakes winner, and people know who Ms. Lynn is. Ron is her breeder and owner. And uh, don't worry about betting on her next time. You can just root for that uh, nice first prize in, in the $50,000. Well, <laughs> yeah. Ron, congratulations very much. Thanks for joining us. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, you Ron. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. We'll see you at the track. Ron Bowman uh, on a high. Ms. Lynn, 17 to 1 winner of the Seattle Stakes last Sunday at Emerald Downs. Thanks, Ron. Okay, we're about ready to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, we both had a winner last week that wasn't the favorite. Uh, um, you, you got you beat Baja, sir, with Papa's Golden Boy. I selected I'm a Happy Cat. Um, this week, you know, Michael Hammersley mentioned on Wednesday's card a uh, lot of favorites. We have some good field size. I put my star pick on the website on She Owns the Paint, 9-2 to two in the fourth race today. I think that's a pretty uh, wide open race. You go girl looks good for trainer Steve Bullock in there. Uh, but, you know, she owns the paint and you go girl bothered each other in that race of June 3rd. They both uh, had some traffic and were both dropping out of it, bumping. So she owns the paint. Looked good here last year. I, I think she's capable in that spot. Frank Lucarelli trainer, Eddie Martinez. I'll go with her. Uh, for my Thursday yeah, pick, or Wednesday pick. Both those two you mentioned are kind of in a softer spot, I think, tonight yes. too. Um, okay, I'll go to race six. This is one of those 3500 starter, $7,500 claiming for older horses at six and a half furlongs. Mm -hmm. I don't usually, not a big fan of closers, but I thought uh, rate for me, number four. Boom. Ran really great last time, 14-time winner and... Probably ran a, a lot farther than the winner did in that race. I think that was Aiden's dream. I'm a little worried about the pace scenario, of if, if he's going to get enough pace to run at. But it could be possible that Buckley Bay, you know, he ran so fast in coming back in two weeks that maybe he might tail off a little bit tonight. It's possible he just loves this racetrack too. But I thought rate for me uh, rated a look in that race tonight at a, at hey, a fair price. I've got him on top as well. I, exactly what you said. Uh, 
Buckley Bay coming back. He's also going six and a half this time. And there's a couple other horses in there that could push him, like uh, Benny Benny the Jet, the six horse, and uh, Mr. McLean won mm-hmm. on the lead here at the meeting as well. And at six and a half, if there's a, a little pace duel going on, of course, we wouldn't be surprised if Buckley Bay ran huge again. He just is a monster at this track. He was like a different horse oh, again last time. My gosh. Uh, what a great win for the leading owners there, Greg and Chuck Conley and the Terra Firma Farm, Joe Toy Trainer. So, yeah, rate for me, five to one. Uh, how about Thursday for you, Vince? Thursday, I'll try race five. This is a 15,000 maiden claimers for three and up going six furlongs. Um, one of the things I like is a horse moving off the rail of the outside, and that's the case here with Alpine Hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really done a lot of running in his two outs this year, but he does drop you know, out of those maiden special weights and moving outside and gets the leading rider this time in Alex Cruz. I think if the horse is going to wake up, uh, it w- it w- uh, Thursday would be the night and uh, the price should be okay. Okay, very good. Uh, that's race five, Alpine Hypnosis for Vince. I did pick a few favorites on Thursday's card. Um, I'm going to take uh, to Grandpa's house we go in the seventh race, five to two on the Vince Brune morning line. Uh, up from Turf Paradise, he just ran second to Code Charlie, who just romped in that race on the front end. And uh, to Grandpa's house we go, ran on nicely, stayed in there for second. Uh, does have a sprint win down in Phoenix this year. And actually, uh, you know, his record at Emerald Downs is you can't toss it out. He has two seconds from three starts here, so not a big problem racing here. And uh, he should be in this race I'm going to take to Grandpa's house we go in the 7th on Thursday. So, uh, oh yeah, trivia. Uh, Last week's question was, uh, there was a jockey named on a bunch of mounts for Emerald Downs first opening day, June 20th, 1996. He didn't ride any. And we did get uh, three correct answers. Rich France won the drawing because he answered Gary Boulanger. Gary was named on eight horses on our first day ever here, Vince. Um, But he did have a little bit of a spill. He wasn't seriously hurt like the week before at Monmouth, but he just didn't want to travel. And because our race uh, was, our first day was on a Thursday, so he declined to make the trip. And uh, I think I looked it up. He didn't win on any of, or none of the horses he was named on one. So maybe... uh, not a terrible decision to travel out <laughs> He might here. have known something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Rich France got that one. Good job, Rich. Uh, Gary Boulanger, of course, a uh, was he a two-time or three-time leading rider at Long Acres? I think oh, he boy. won three. I think he yeah, won well, 89, 90, and 91, didn't he? And I know he set yeah. oh, Gary Stevens' record for one thing. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, he's in the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's right, Gary Boulanger. Uh, and our new question, send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Which Emerald Downs jockey has 18 stakes wins at this track aboard 18 different horses? That is uh, not a very common stat right not there. Not at all. Usually you get a horse that, you know, gets on a roll or something, maybe wins two or three in one year. 18 wins, 18 different horses. It's an Emerald Downs jockey in our track's history. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Appreciate you listening. Wednesday, Thursday at 6 p.m. this week. No racing Sunday, June 27th due to the projected heat. Vince, uh, Joe Withy, Vince Prune here for Horse Racing Northwest.